This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The dad Girl Scout cookie caper. My one-man show about a chicken purchase. <laughs> Grocery store choking over chips. Every cup ever, Mickey Owen. Celebrity potpourri features Maureen McCormick, Marsha Brady. And we interview celebrity actress from Fargo. You uh, betcha. <laughs> Michelle Hutchison. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> that is coming up. Up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Uh, back. We're back. Oh. Come on, do your little air guitar. I just uh, I don't have the energy this morning. Really? Yeah, I really Well, don't. you've got a little yeah. sickness. you got a little uh, cold, don't yeah. you? I'm feeling a little, a little, a little under the bear. Yeah. You, you look a little inflamed. Do you know, I... Uh, I never get sick. Mm. I never get sick. So, how's, how's your gout? Uh, does that count as sick? <laughs> uh, I think it's your body saying not everything is right, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. You know, I actually was, I heard that there's a daily gout pill you can take. Yeah. Do you know that? Like mm-hmm. a pre gout, like an ungout pill. <laughs> so, you, now, I, thankfully, I don't have gout. Yeah. Do you, can you tell when you're about to have a gout flare? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you feel oh, the, yeah. what is it, what are the symptoms? Uh, just like a, a little tightness in the foot and, you know, you start swelling up a little bit. Okay. Um, and I'm swelly as it is, you know, inflamed. kind of swelly. We call yeah. it inflamed in the biz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doughy. <laughs> Doughy. Um, but, you know, in my, in my feet, I really see it. Now, can you tell? <coughs> you all right there? Um, I don't have a cough button. Do you... Um, can you tell, like, if you're going to eat something bad, it's going to happen or anything no, like no, that? No, 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 no. It's it's nothing like that. Does it happen all the time, or it, what is it? The... It used to happen like once a year, and over the last year or so, it started happening pretty often. Yeah. So what? What are you now? Three times a week? Four times a week? No, no. Uh, you know, once a month or so. Mm-hmm. That's still too much because uh-huh. it's it's very painful. Mm-hmm. And I got a big trip coming up to Europe. We're going to be doing a lot of walking and stuff, and. You know, if I can't, I can't be gouty. Or Chuck Gouty. You I could, could be Chuck, Chuck Gouty. That's true. Do some. Okay. The Wide Wide No, that was Jim McKay. He's gonna. Who was Chuck Gouty? Chuck Gouty was a NBC Chicago. announcer. Was it for Chicago? No, no, no. He was uh, he was the national guy. He was like the baseball game of the week. He and oh, Tony that's Kubek right. that's and right. uh, Joe Garagiola. And Chris Schenkel did the... Chris Schenkel was, was the, the bowling, bowling guy. Bowling, yes. Whatever, okay. So whatever. Well, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. So we got some minutiae here going on. Oh, well, you know what? We've you got a launch right Oh, well, no, I was going to say, we've got, you know, a big weekend coming up at the Stern household. Yes. You know, we were asked to be on uh, another podcast, and we had to decline because I, I, don't, I don't think I even told you about hmm. this. On Saturday. Can't do it. I, well, I got a it's, big day. Got a big day. We, 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 we've got the Torah. We've got kids, thirteen-year-old yeah. kids. We got twins. We've got a buffet afterwards. We got the big benot mitzvah coming up. Yeah, it's this. Is Saturday. it called benot mitzvah yeah, or I'm benot mitzvah? Sixty-two percent sure it's called benot mitzvah. Okay, uh, but isn't it generally called the bat mitzvah? Yeah, but there's the two world? of them. There's yeah. two of them. So it's bat for the girl. Yeah. It's bar for the boy. Yeah. And it's for twins. It's benot. Oh, yeah. There's it's like a, the plural. Oh, oh cool. Yeah, it's more. It's like alumni versus alumnus. Guinness versus Guinness, actually, I think. <laughs> um, moose versus moose. So I've been doing the um, slideshow 
You know how you always do the slideshow? Yeah, sure. So I've been going through all these pictures from the white Mac and the second white Mac and my new Mac. You know, we've got thousands of pictures. Uh, You know, for people who have never been to a Benot Mitzvah. This is my first Benot Mitzvah. Uh, These things are not, uh, they're not small men. No, 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 no. It's like a wedding. It's like like a wedding. So I'm doing the slideshow. You know, we're going to have a presentation. And I'm going through all these pictures. And, of course, we see the little pictures of them, little babies, you know, in the bath and all that stuff. We're going to embarrass them. But I saw one picture that was in our living room. Uh Uh, And it's the, uh, it's a picture of Aaron. And in the corner, there is a, there's a picture frame that had fallen off the wall. And it was lying next to the, you know, in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. This picture was about, I don't know, two years ago, two and a half years ago. That picture still in the corner of the room <laughs> on the floor. So uh, we have a visual. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised it's not like a uh, laundry basket full of laundry. Right? <laughs> we had a, a drawer in my kitchen uh, that was a silverware drawer. And the front of the cabinet broke off. Mm-hmm. And I put it back together. I you know, hammered it together in a Rick doesn't know what he's doing sort of way. Uh, once and then my uncle Manny came over and he fixed it once and then it fell off a third time and it was just off for 14 years <laughs> yeah right I, I just mean, you know like oh look I can reach right in and yeah. get the silverware your efficiency is I what don't it even is. have right. to pull the drawer out anymore right and with your gout you can't stand for that long period oh my of time God. Right? yes so so yes big bond mitts for coming up all right well well uh what what a Yamaka's off Mazel Tov yeah. uh, in advance. Okay, well thank. You. Well you'll be there. Yeah, I and will be. You're doing a little prayer too, by the way. Yeah. Do do I need to go to the ceremony too? Is oh, that like an understood thing? I mean, well, it'd be nice. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh come on! I have been to. I can't tell you how many people that have died in your house, in yeah, your family. True. That okay. I all right. Okay, I, I'll I sit go. through that okay. mass thing. But is it going to you know? be twice as long because there's two kids? No, it's the same. But the but the price tag is almost twice as much. Okay, um, but I've got some fun minutia. Oh well, let's do that. You want to do that? Yes. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. You big Girl Scout cookie fan? I love them. I've yeah. got some Junior Mints in the other room right now. Junior Mints is not. It's not. They're not called Junior. Junior Mints is the little candies. Oh, what Thin Mints? Yeah, Thin Mints. <laughs> Sorry. God, you know, last in last broadcast, I. Uh, called uh, Dorothy uh, Tucker. Uh, I got confused between Dorothy Tucker, Dorothy Tillman, and Dorothy... Uh, there was a third Dorothy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I corrected myself while the podcast was yeah. still going on, and I, <laughs> I got... And I... Un- Incorrectly corrected myself. Okay, so which Dorothy so, was it? I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> totally confused now. I have no idea which Dorothy I was talking about. So my apologies to all Dorothys involved. Well, this is a Girl Scout uh, piece of minutia here. Father admits to staging home invasion to cover up his theft of daughter's Girl Scout cookies. Oh, jeez. Sales. A man in Oregon. I think you can scratch this out and say Florida, but let's yeah. say a man in Oregon is accused of staging an elaborate home invasion in an effort to cover up his theft of more than $700. Wow, that's a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Absolutely, from his daughter's Girl Scout cookie sales. According to Forest Grove Police, officers responded to a 911 call on March 6th for a possible break-in and entering an assault. So this dude calls up 911. Oh, my God. Uh, so he places the call, the emergency call, right before 10 o'clock. The cops come in. They come with, like, dog sniffer, you know, these dogs to sniff and whatever. The whole neighborhood is freaking yeah. out, you know. They're checking for prints. <laughs> checking yeah. for pot or dope yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, you know. Um, and the whole neighborhood is freaking out. And then finally he cops to the fact that, well, 
he stole his daughter's seven hundred dollar uh, sales, you know, and uh, needed to cover it up. You know, th- this is basically the same plot as the movie Fargo. Yeah. Which and you know, and and I only bring this up because I watched it yesterday in uh, in anticipation mm-hmm. of our guest Michelle Hutchinson, who's going to be joining us later in the show. She was one of the characters in that right. film, mm-hmm. um, but that was the the whole movie was he staged the whole thing to cover up another yeah crime exactly. Um, All right. Hey, I've got a, uh, there's a quick little thing here. Did you know that they were. Um, or they changed some of the Girl Scout cookie names. Did you I, know this? No, I did not know that. Well, remember Samoas? Yeah. Right, they're not called Samoas anymore. They're called the Caramel Delights. I didn't know that. Because Samoans were pissed. Ah. Right, it's like, you know, it's like cannibalization. You can't be eating a Samoan. Oh, wait till they hear my junior mints <laughs> faux pas. Uh, peanut butter patties is now Tagalong. Tagalongs? Well, I think they've been Tagalongs for a while. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, thin mints is now called Body Positive Mints. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and dosy dos are now called dosy diabetes. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I had no idea. I don't think that's true. All right, I've got some minutia for you. This is uh, this comes to you from the Fox News website, so it's got to be true. Got to be true. Cops received a call just after seven thirty p.m. from a woman, age forty, who reported a verbal argument with her thirty-seven-year-old husband. Brown Deer Police wrote in a release entitled. Noteworthy calls from the weekend. Uh, police later found out the couple got into an argument after the husband allegedly purchased the wrong piece of poultry. What? So, <coughs> if I have my story correct, and if this is Fox News, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, so I'm right. sure it's correct. Uh, there, there was an argument. The woman called the police because her husband bought the wrong kind of chicken. So what did, what did she want? Did she want like an Episcopalian chicken and he got uh, a Lutheran chicken or what is the... Well, see, uh, I have taken the liberty okay. of recreating this moment. <laughs> and uh, Is I this have... Rick Theater? This are is you, Rick Theater. Are you going to do Rick Theater? Yes, we're going right. to enter into Rick Theater. Uh, I hope I can do it without coughing. Okay. But uh, I will be playing both roles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's... <laughs> You're gonna be gagging, Gaggy McGee. Uh, so you're like a one man show right here. Yeah, this is a one man show. Okay. All right, uh-huh. I'll be playing the the wife and the husband. Okay, in a scene that I call wrong chicken. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Honey, uh, did you look at the chicken label before you bought it? Oh uh, no. <laughs> Why? Does it say free range on there? No. Uh, look at your grocery list again. <laughs> Does that say free range? Oh, yeah. You want to play a game? Sure. Okay, here's the handcuffs. Handcuff yourself to the chair for me. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. Uh, Are you secure? Yes, I am. All right, hang on a second. I'm going to make a quick phone call. Hello, 911? I'd like to report an attempted murder. What? Yes, that's right. My husband assisted in the torture of a caged animal. That animal was pumped up with growth hormones, murdered, plucked, skinned, chopped up and packaged. Then he brought the flesh of that tortured soul into my home and asked me to feed it to my babies, attempting to slowly murder all of us with hormones and slaughter refectory for feces. Scene. Nice. What? Uh, where was this located? Because uh, you're di- I'm trying to figure out what your dialect was. The guy sound sounded... Like oh, from Memphis, yeah. uh, not oh, Memphis, but yeah. uh, Central Illinois. 
Uh, it does not have. It's mm-hmm. a brown deer. I think it's uh, in the northwest. Okay. Well, that, then it's perfect. Yeah. Your dialects are perfect. <laughs> you know what else is perfect? What? If you enter it into our retweet and follow contest, because uh, you, yeah. you you can win a great prize. I'm still reeling because I feel like you were not. You, you were not really involved in that scene. Well, you, it was a one-man show. I couldn't. I, I mean, I, I wasn't getting the feedback from the audience that I was, you know, I, God, you, I, you, I put a lot of time and effort in both of those roles. I thought it was great. Okay. Okay. I thought it was, it's no Fargo, but I thought I mean, it was I, great. I really, I really put some time into that. Okay. Well, Glass, yeah. Glassmo. Yeah. Glassmo took some time. And what they did is they retweeted and follow us on, oh, on uh, Twitter. Oh. And Glassmo, Congratulations. Glassmo got an Off-White Christmas by Don Evans. Okay, that's the good. The Collector's Edition, I might add. Yeah. Records Truly is my middle name, the first book, not the Hall of Fame. We're okay. not made out of money. Two Amish Chicago coffee cup mugs, um, co- coffee mugs, because i got to get rid of them. Okay. Uh, and all the, all Glassmo did is, like I said, is retweeted and followed us. See, because with the chickens that are caged, oh the, my God. those are the ones you that know are popped up with the growth I didn't. Hormones. I didn't get your motivation for the chickens. I mean, okay. uh, the chickens, uh, the, the, they're tortured, they, mm-hmm. you know. And so she wanted a free-range chicken because that is a more humane way of doing right, right. it. Okay. And so it's like mur- it's trying. He's like trying to murder her okay. babies by making them eat this. And yeah. so that's that's the only reason that a uh, call to 911 would be appropriate over an argument about chicken. There's so many layers to this. And this was the last minutia man episode. <laughs> uh, uh, I got another uh do you have a jingle or no? You don't have a jingle for Oh no, you have the other jingle, right? Uh, I have a jingle if this is the quiz you want to do a No, quiz. I won't do no. the I okay. won't do that. But All right. uh, this comes out of Pennsylvania and again this could be Florida. A uh, man chokes cashier for putting chips and canned goods in the same grocery bag. <laughs> Pennsylvania man lost his cool over how a store clerk was bagging his groceries, choking the ca- uh, cashier for putting potato chips and canned goods, excuse me, in the same bag, police said. According to Fairview, Fairview Township Police, Bradley Bauer was shopping with his wife at a giant food store. Now, I don't think it's a really, really big store. I think it's called giant okay. food store All right. on February 2nd when he allegedly attacked the cashier for the way that the clerk was handling his groceries. You know, uh, I was just at a Jewel this past week and I, I had a similar situation. Mm-hmm. It was obviously the bagger's first day. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea of how terrible this bagger was. Right, so I brought the, the grocery bags, right. you know, because, because obviously, because of I, your chicken scene, you yeah. care about the environment. No, right? I care about getting yelled at by my wife. <laughs> okay, which well. is part of the motivation in that scene. <laughs> okay, see, there were so many layers there. Well, I, it was a personal story in some ways. I'm a, I'm a fan of Pauly, <coughs> of Pauly Shore. Okay, your acting is far more intricate for me. All right. Well, anyway, it's really more of a writing piece than that. But well, you know, whatever. If you don't want to give me my appreciation, well, this is how bad the the, the bagger was. First of all, he kept forgetting that I had these bags in front of him, and he kept putting it into plastic. Yeah. And I'd say, uh, uh, can you please put it into those right. bags, that giant stack of bags right in front of you? Oh, okay. Uh, and then he was putting, you know, the wrong stuff together, the bread with, yeah. the, like, the heavy cans. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And, and I was there with my son, Tommy. And you know Tommy. Oh, yeah. And Tommy said, wow, this guy doesn't have any idea what he's doing. <laughs> and Tommy doesn't say a mean thing about anybody ever. <laughs> Never. Yeah. <laughs> Never. And doesn't really notice anything. <laughs> right, ever, right. It was so bad. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I kind of like it when my bread gets really smushed up because it like, 
makes a little it makes kind of a fun little deformed bread. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. I'm like, oh, this looks like William Taft. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all either. Yeah. Uh, I have a quiz. Okay, I thought you said you would have a quiz, so here we go. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. Okay, uh, in honor of the potato chip aspect yeah. of the show, um, I have a potato chip flavor quiz. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a group of four potato chip flavors. Okay. One of which is not a real flavor. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. This could be four. Yeah. Tell me which one. This is going to be hard for me because I always buy just the plain potato chips. Well, nowadays, have you noticed how many different oh, flavors yeah, there are? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but here, okay, here are the four. All right. Are you ready? Whiskey and haggis. Grilled cheese and ketchup. Those are two different ones. English roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. And soybean and relish. One of these four is not a true flavor. Let's go over them again. Whiskey okay. and haggis. Yeah. All right. Grilled could, cheese could and... In Scotland, maybe, yeah. Grilled cheese and ketchup. Yep, yeah, that kind of works together. English roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. English roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. And soybean and relish. Wow. One um, is not. I'm going to say it's the uh, whiskey and haggis one. Mackey's Chips in Scotland hopes this new flavor will do well in its current export markets, including Canada, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and the Middle East. Talk on it. Due to the global popularity of Scotch whiskey. What about uh, the soybean and relish? Mm. That's from Dave. Okay. That's the Dave brand. That does sound like a Dave brand. That's a Dave brand. All right, I got one more. All right. Uh, Group. Uh, Seaweed. All right. Cajun squirrel. (laughs) Okay. Crab. Yeah. Or spicy jalapeno and mutton. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's uh, go over these again. Seaweed. Yeah. Cajun squirrel. Uh-huh. Not your usual. Not your yeah, just yeah. A, uh, crab uh-huh. or spicy jalapeno and mutton. Jalapeno and mutton. Well, it's either the mutton or the squirrel. I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to go mutton. You're right. Spicy <sighs> jalapeno and mutton. Is correct because mutton probably gave it away, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have actually, you know, Bridget's family is from Louisiana, yeah. So we actually have uh, you eaten Cajun squirrels. I have not, but I have met people that have eaten squirrel. I've eaten squirrel. You have? Yeah. When I was living with Flash Isaac, I think I told the story actually before. Flash Isaac was a roommate over a summer that I had. Okay. From Carlisle, Illinois, and he went squirrel hunting and made us squirrel sandwiches. Wow, they were great. Really? Yeah. Did he bread them? Or, yeah, they were yeah. breaded. And we right. smoked a lot of pot beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ate. Allegedly. Grilled uh, squirrel. Okay, good. Well, let's let's keep it rolling here because it's time for another feature. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. So as Dave mentioned, the Cubs are dead. Um, <laughs> I, I think, so, I, I, think uh, I mentioned it before we were on the air. Oh, now. okay. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he's, this is, this is the, the friendship that Dave and I have. He said, he says to me, you know, I was listening to the sports radio and I'm really worried about your bullpen. And he's not because he doesn't. <laughs> it's game like five. The Cubs. Calm down. It's game five. Well, it's not going well. You know, the worst way, <coughs> the worst, the worst way to have a crappy team is to yeah. have a bad bullpen. Oh, I know. That is the absolute yeah, worst. I'm a Cubs fan. I understand <laughs> how this works. Um, and, of course, the timing isn't great because I've got a book coming out called right. Every Cub right. Ever. Yeah. 
that's coming out at the end of this month. It features every cut. Does, does it feature guys uh, that only uh, played one? Yes. Right. Does it feature somebody who was uh, a pitcher? Yes. To, it features everyone. Does it feature someone who doesn't hasn't had an at bat? Yes. Okay. That's stupid. Yes. We, that's if he was on the Cubs. It's that is if he was on the major league roster. This is ridiculously wonderful. It took me ten years. Ten years to yeah. write this book. All right, and and you know I think it's only fair to feature some of these guys, and I like doing birthday boys. Mm-hmm. It's a, a chance to dip into the archives today. I'm going to tell you about a guy named Mickey Owen. Dave, have you yeah. ever heard of Mickey Owen? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Well, he led a fascinating life in and out of baseball. He was a four-time All-Star with the Brooklyn Dodgers during the 40, the forties. Uh, set a fielding record. Now he in Brooklyn is kind of a goat. All right, and he's best remembered for an error. That he made in Game 4 of the World Series in 1941. Couldn't handle a pitch that would have been the last out of the game. Would have tied up the series. Would have changed the entire trajectory of the series. But the runner reached first on a strikeout. And then everything fell apart. Speaking of bullpen. Everything fell apart after that four-runner rally. Dodgers lose. Oh, it is the GOAT. Okay. All right? Now, this was during the war. During World War II. He did not have to serve during World War II. Pretty good for him. But he did have to serve the year after World War II. <laughs> yeah. In 1946, he was drafted into the Army, and he had to serve a year. Yeah. Well, when he came out, he joined the Mexican League, and the uh, the uh, the commissioner of baseball, Happy Chandler, was so mad at him, they wanted to ban him for life. Because... because uh, yes, apparently the Mexican League was a big competitor uh, at that time. There was no wall. Yeah, there was no <laughs> there was no wall. But anyway, he did come back and he played for the Cubs and he played for some very terrible Cubs teams okay. and was a catcher. And and there's virtually nothing of note about his Cubs career. However, he's in the book. After his Cubs career, he became a scout and then he started a baseball academy and among the people that he taught at his baseball academy, Michael Jordan, oh, when Michael okay. went down to okay. learn baseball, okay. Uh, Charlie Sheen, when he was studying for, for the... Major League? The, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Joe Girardi, okay. who became an actual right. Major Leaguer. Who may and be a Cubs manager someday. Maybe, yeah. maybe even in the next week. You know, <laughs> <he's available. laughs> And then... It, <coughs> oh, excuse me, I am so You're sorry. you gaggy today. Yeah. After that, he ran for public office. Huh? And he served as a sheriff in Greene County, Missouri for really? three terms. Oh. Pretty still, interesting life. Is he still... Died in 2005. Oh, so he had a full... Full life. Good for him. He was 79 when he passed we away. We should definitely find his relatives and send him a book. We, because this know, is probably... You know, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's let's uh, just give free books out to yeah. everybody who wants free books. <laughs> Even cool. people that don't ask for free books. Let's give them free books, too. <laughs> wow. Wow, you're still bitter yeah. about the whole acting scene. Did, didn't you understand <laughs> it was a free-range chicken? She asked for the free-range chicken. It was chicken. great. It was a good... I mean, there was... You uh, don't bring home, uh, like, I, the... Uh, I, you know, I, I thought the scene was good. I, you know, I... I just don't it think you did. I mean, peck and paw, but, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Time for another segment. A, a random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Well, I, be- I, be- I believe every male about our age may have had some impure thoughts about this one. 
Who's that? Maureen McCormick, Marsha Brady. Oh, yes. How you doing? Yes, I had some very impure thoughts about <laughs> her. And I actually have a story about her that I cannot tell. Okay. Oh, on wow. The podcast. Well, for real. Really? Yes. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, this is a story I'm going to tell you is a little more benign. Okay. All right. Um, she was on. You know, let me let me stop you for a second. Yeah. You know, we got our first one star review. Yeah. Uh, and it was because we're not edgy enough. All right. Well, let me just say this. Uh, it involves the Jefferson Starship. We and Marsha yeah. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? Say no more. Yeah. I think I get kind of. All right. It's a great story. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so uh, Maureen McCormick yeah. was on our show. She was uh, in town. Uh, she was on John Landegger's show. She was in town for a. Uh, I believe she was performing in the Vagina Monologues. Mm hmm. Uh, which, you know, they, they started getting all these celebrities yeah, to come in. Sure. And, and we had them all on the show. And I was super excited about meeting her because... Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she was like a midget. She is really, really tiny. Like, like shorter than... Like the size of your wife. Really? Yeah. Super small. I would not have known I that. never would have guessed that. Well, because they were... Adolescence, I guess, and yeah, were, I guess she just never grew. Yeah, which yeah, I, yeah. I bet if she's she five probably, feet tall, I'd be shocked. So she was probably five feet tall. Yeah, the Brady Bunch, too, yeah. probably. Right. right. I don't remember anything she said. All I kept thinking was, "Wow, that's just that does not compute." And then I was also thinking about the Jefferson Starship. <laughs> but yeah, that's a story I can't tell. <laughs> right. If we were an edgy podcast, we would. Well, but, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, what do you mean we got a one star? You know what? I bet that one star person would come back and, and listen to that free range chicken a bit. <laughs> and go and five stars. You know right. what? Right. I'm going two stars yeah. now. <laughs> you know what? This should not be under this should not be under society and culture. This should be on thespian. <laughs> this should be an acting podcast. <sighs> because the chickens are tortured. All right. I get it. Here we go. Uh, we uh, have a celebrity guest on the line. I'm going to talk to You're going to recreate this scene for her and see what no, she says. No, I'm not going to. She has. She was in a movie that... The perfect movie, pop, yeah, quite right. possibly. All right, let's just bring her on, uh, play the uh, the jingle, and after it... Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. All right, joining us now on the phone. Now, you, you may not recognize her name. Uh, but you recognize the scene that she was in, in in one of the all-time great movies. To me, it's the perfect movie, yeah, it, perfect scene, basically. We, we love that movie so much. The movie is Fargo. Our guest is Michelle Hutchinson. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm doing great. I hope you guys have the right scene. <laughs> no, no, we do. We do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. We watched it like 50 times yesterday, and our wives are like, what are you watching? Hey, it's for work, honey. We yeah, got to watch it. We have to watch it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, as Dave mentioned, it's a perfect movie. But the thing that I want to know about as far as your uh, involvement in the movie is, first of all, how did you get this role? And you know, can you talk to us about... The behind-the-scenes stuff that we would have no idea about, you know, like uh, you know, the casting, uh, you know, the Cone Brothers. How you, you just walk us right. through that if you don't mind. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I want to say this, and I and I don't mean to undermine what I'm doing in the film, but a lot of times people don't remember the scene. Oh my god. <laughs> there, there's almost like a, a sect of people who love it, and people who say, "Who? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Well, we're Team Love. Yeah, by, by we're on the Team okay. Love." 
Uh, well, so um, as you know, I play an escort. Right. I'm not a hooker number one. I'm not a hooker number two. That's I don't right. say go bears. Um, <laughs> or funny looking penis or anything yeah, like that. Yes, right. No, none of that. But I, I play an escort, a little higher paid in the Carlton Celebrity Room with Jose Feliciano yeah, right. playing in the background. So right. um, how it happened is that um, actually I can even go back further. I had never done a feature film before. Um I'm based in Minneapolis. I've done a ton of commercial work and stage work and that type of thing. And so there was a casting director from Chicago who was in town uh, teaching a workshop. And she's iconic. Her name's Jane Brody. And anybody who knows Jane is that she kicks butt. She is mm-hmm. fantastic. And so I took her class because at the time in Minneapolis, there just wasn't much on-camera training. You know, I had a degree in theater Mm -hmm. um, and had, you know, done a ton of, you know, Shakespeare and traditional type stuff and then moved into doing a ton of comedy, like working improvisational theater and sketch comedy. And so, um, but zero experience on camera as far as film. So she was in town. I took her class and... um, I don't know, maybe six months later, she's back in town casting Fargo. Hmm. And at the time, uh, there were other casting directors in town who could have done the job, but they they called Jane. And so Jane remembered me from the class and brought me in. And that was really my, wow. my big break. Oh, my God. That, that was the best. Huh? Nobody else even thought of me in town as a, as a film actor. They thought of me, oh, she's the funny one. She's in commercials. She doesn't do anything beyond that. So... I'm very grateful that Jane saw that in me and brought me in. And I had to go through four auditions. The first one was with Jane. The second one was with the national casting director because there's always a chain of command. And that was John Lyons, who went on to be a producer. He did the Austin Power films. Okay. And then from there, you know, it was like, okay, Michelle, you're going to meet the boys. And that's what they call Joel and Ethan. You're going to meet the boys. Okay, sure. Now, sadly, I should know who these guys were because they were from Minnesota. Right. But at the time, you know, they 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 had done Blood Simple, they did Miller's Crossing, they did. Um, yeah, this was one of their early movies. This really was, was the one, one that the put them films. on the map, I think. Don't you? That's think? right. Yeah. So I rented their movies, you know, a la. I yeah. don't even think blockbuster. It was <laughs> yeah. You went to Pacific, uh, or what was the specific video or whatever? Yeah. Why didn't you just Google it? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. But I did. I, you know, I, I thought I got to get to know who they are and their sensibilities. So went through the, you know, I walked in and I, I did the scene, you know, and I, and I have two scenes in the film. The first scene is when I'm at the Carl mm-hmm. Celebrity Room. The second one is when I'm with Steve and yeah, Dad. Right. We're going to talk and, about um, that a little later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But <laughs> the first scene... Um, was obviously the the scene that I auditioned with, and um, and so that was great. That you know they were they were wonderful. Um, they are they work together beautifully. Uh, there was just a handful of people in the room. I went in, I did my business, and I I was out. And then the call came, and they said, "Okay, Michelle, they they really like you, and they're going to bring you back to the fourth callback." But here's the deal: there's going to be some nudity. And it oh, was, you didn't know about that before. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking, you know, why do I have to be the one to make <laughs> yeah. that choice? I'm the goofy next door neighbor. <laughs> right. I'm not the gal that's naked. Come on. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, so, um, so I asked them and, and, you know, what, what it precisely are we talking about? You know, when, and, and so there really wasn't much, you know, it's like either you're in or you're out and it's like, okay, look, there's, uh, there's a spectrum of nudity. Mm -hmm. First of all, is it just the back of me? Is it the front of me? I mean, what is it? So they, they said, if you ask these questions, you know, it's going to be, you're going to get pushback because it looks like you're afraid. Right, right, right. But, you know, I felt like it's my body. It's, you know, I get to make the decision. Yeah, this was not during the Me Too era. (laughs) Well, right. Exactly. And I think you're right. It probably would be a bit a different story 20 years later. But um, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go for it for the fourth callback. You know, why preempt it without knowing if they even want me? If they want me, there's more of a leveraging that sure. I could use. Yeah, so. you can always say no, right? Yeah. I mean, you could. Uh... Right. But but that's what happened. I got the I got the gig. And oh. um, and then I started asking the questions. I said, OK, now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, you know, to be and... honest with you, the, the scene that you, you talk about, there are two scenes. The the first scene in the. Uh, a cafe or a nightclub. Carlton Celebrity mm-hmm. Room. Yes. That to and me. And you could do worse. You that, could do worse than a Jose Feliciano. That scene to me was, <laughs> this, that's the reason why I remember you. You you had that more so than the uh, than the next scene because the look on your face uh, when, the, the look of disinterest <laughs> on your face when you're talking to Steve Buscemi is a look that Dave and I have seen many right, times. Right, right. We could yeah. be married to you yeah. right now. Right, Michelle. exactly. We know that look. Yeah. And it was so oh, perfect. perfect. It was so perfect. Uh, so anyway. I, I have to tell you something funny. And, and you know, I, many, many years later, in I think it was 2000, 2018, was it 2018? I, I shot a, a television series for Netflix, and it's called Lady Dynamite, and um, and I play like a really goofy next. I play the goofy next door okay. neighbor. Finally, yeah. came full yeah. circle. <laughs> Who was nude? But, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Fred Armisen was on the set, and um, you know, I I'm a big fan. You know, I I would have loved to have been on something like Saturday Night Live. That's completely where it speaks to me, but. You know, I, I asked to be introduced to him, and I walked up, and we're on set. And he looked at me and goes, I know who you are. And I thought, huh? And long story short, he, he said, you're from Fargo. Now, for me, that was such wow. a compliment because I thought, how the, how would you know that's me? He said, you are the only person I know who can smile and frown at the same time. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's my wife. It, it, yeah, was, that's it, really, it was a moment in time, a moment on film, but it really had an effect on both of us. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. You know, like like we mentioned, we, we watched your scene a ton of times yesterday. We actually watched the entire movie a couple of times yesterday yeah. because it's so good. Um, was that complete, the, the, the sex scene part of it, was that completely yeah. scripted or was there some improvisation? Cause we, <laughs> cause we can't get all the words that you say and we know you're right. so, it's, it's something like, okay, time to pay your bills or whatever. And then we can't hear, do you, was it a, was it improv or was it? it? It was improv. And I'll tell you oh. what, because that was left open. And so I, I asked Joel and this is just funny when I look back on it, cause I was so green. I said, so there's nothing written here. Um, so we're copulating, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. And I said, well, can I say something? He's like, sure. 
So in my mind, I thought, what would a, you know, she's a little higher paid. Well, so oh, yeah. yeah what not... would she say that would be sort of this Minnesota kitsch kind of, oh, she's talking dirty kind <laughs> yeah. of thing? Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I don't say time to pay the bills. Oh. And, and it's funny because people think that's what I'm saying. But what I what I'm actually saying is I'm hearing bells. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Whoa. So is this whole because, interview was worth it just for this? Oh, my moment. God. My whole life has just changed. <laughs> I'm reassessing and, everything. Well, the reason why is because a fire truck had just gone by after like we had to freeze the take. And I thought, oh, that's funny. You know, I just was sort of picking up with. You just, really are I, the wacky girl next door. Yeah, neighbor. I am. Yeah. That's, that's where I belong. So. It, it, it and it also made it palatable for me as an actor, you know, yeah. to to make it funny at the same time because right. I didn't. It's like, what am I doing in this scene? Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I can imagine it would just be weird. It's and, just weird. And did you say something after the bells? It was you said so, I, you can't really make it out. Do you even remember what it was? That um, you... something. I, I have to think. I don't know. It's I like okay, okay, come on now right. or whatever. Right, yeah. and then then the Indian guy comes and beats right. the crap out of yeah. yeah. But uh, but so, right. But you're you're so we looked up your your background and I I just assumed you were from Minnesota, but you're actually not from Minnesota. You're from Ohio, right? originally from ohio and you know when you're when you're a buckeye fan you you always got to make sure that people know you're from ohio so okay but but i grew up in minnesota you know okay. from the time i was at you know elementary school on so i guess i'm a minnesotan so the accent was not a stretch is what you're saying it it was not a stretch and then i grew up hearing it but i certainly yeah. didn't grow up speaking it no I, you, i'm not hearing it right now no, right. no. Yeah. can you do the rest and of the it, interview with that accent cuz oh yeah well, i'd be happy to you know <laughs> because you know i mean it's the long o and it's sort of like certain words like yeah. like yeah. and big right. and you certain betcha. words like that and, it, and people, what's very funny, when the film came out, you know, Minnesota is known for being very passive aggressive. Okay. So they have a really hard time laughing at themselves. Ah. Uh, and so when <laughs> – it's a cultural thing, okay? Gotcha. And um, – when it came out, people said, we don't, we don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know? yeah. If you go to certain parts um, of – the state if you go up to let's say the iron range well it's thick and i hear it all the time i hear certain people have it stronger than others there's no doubt um uh, well you, if, you walk around minneapolis and hear it so clipped of course not you know there's there's always going to be a, a spectrum of that you know i always thought uh being from the midwest that uh you know people did not we didn't have accents right. people in the midwest we don't have accents everyone else does then I moved away right. for a while and I came back to Chicago and I heard that Chicago accent. And Chicago right. also has a very Chicago. Thick, yeah. Chicago. I never even heard it yeah. while I lived here previously. Well, when we were in Champaign, we went to school at U of I in yeah. Champaign. They had like a drawl. Yeah. Or the, the yeah, town, it was like going the, to the south. Right. And then if yeah. you go well, to... The, if you go to the Upper Peninsula in Wisconsin, oh my God, yeah. oh my God, they—it's like going yeah. to Canada. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, we when we grew up, you know, I I grew up in Ohio and moved to Indiana and then moved up here. And when we moved up here, people just—they thought we were from Alabama, you know, because <laughs> we had this long O and we said things just with a little bit of a hillbilly sound. Gotcha. And and my parents still have, uh, you know. 
my mom, especially she's from Southern Ohio, she still carries a little bit of that. Yeah. And hey. so for here, they look at you like a, you got eight heads. You know? <laughs> uh, so how long did it take you to, to film that scene with Steve Buscemi? I mean, you, you probably you got well, to they, know him pretty good, I guess, <laughs> right? I mean, we love Steve uh, or, or maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Eh, not no. so much. I'm, but, you know, a very nice man, very gentlemanly and sort of shy and introverted. I, I didn't really get that opportunity to get to know him as much as I'd like to. And I was very young mm-hmm. and probably shy to really you know create that relationship um but the first scene we shot that the carlton celebrity room was sort of it's a well-known entity in minnesota and minneapolis it was a kind of like a swanky you know like the copa you know Mm -hmm. yeah like the shape in chicago yes yeah yes and somebody like Jose Feliciano would actually be there. Yeah, that's, that's a, what's that funny was so about it. perfect. Yeah, right. And, yeah. And uh, how many times? Did and he it... was really there. That was oh, really that was Jose, Jose yeah, Feliciano. Um, but do you know it wasn't supposed to be him? And I don't know if I'm telling a secret, but it wasn't supposed to be Jose. It was supposed to be Mac Davis. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that could yeah. be funny too. I think Jose Feliciano was funny, right? How, it's funny. Yes. How many times did you hear him sing, let's, you know, find each other tonight? Did he have to do it over and yeah. over again? Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Well, that, of course, I don't know. Um, I don't, re- it wasn't playing when we were recording. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you know, he, that was a so, totally separate thing. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Right. All right. So probably the first scene took a half a day to shoot. And the second scene, if that. Honestly, if that, maybe more like three hours, really? if that. Really? Yep, with, you know, stop. Because they, you know, you know how it is. They set up the camera and that's yep. the waiting time. And they only shot it from that one, uh, from what I recall, the one angle. Okay. So okay. I don't even think they did any cutaways. And then the, the second scene took a little bit longer um, because I have to run down the hallway. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had to reset that way. And you were great, by and, the way. The, the, the way you ran oh, was great. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> You know, there, I got to say this, you know, sometimes people think while wow, you're naked and there is something about that, that once you dip over to that other side and you and you've done that, yeah. <laughs> you really there's nothing else to be afraid of. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, they always say that if, if you feel like there's a pit in your stomach, that you don't want to do something that that's uh, the way of saying you should do it because that something in you is scared of doing it. And so once you conquer it then you know you know you can handle anything after that and it's also who you know who am i in the hands of i'm in the hands of the cohen brothers right. it's not like weekend right. at bernie right you know? exactly I mean, that's a good point right yeah, it's respectful. not porky's three <laughs> yeah porky's three. exactly <laughs> right. and they were very very respectful about the whole thing they i guess i didn't mention this that once we got onto set it was the mary zofries who was the costume designer who still works for them still gets nominated for academy awards she was wonderful she said michelle she goes so you don't even know what you're doing (laughs) and this was for my first fitting i said i don't nobody wanted to tell me she goes oh my god okay and so she walked me out to them and they were in the sound sound stage and they talked me through every shot oh that's great yeah i mean they're wonderful i'm happy to hear that actually it's such a great movie and we're big fans of 
of, of you and Cohn Brothers and just and that we we watch some of the stuff that you're doing now in Minneapolis for the bank. Is it a bank spy? Or oh, you watch those? <laughs> oh, they're awesome. The Cat Lady ones. We like. Uh, yeah. We spent like nine hours. We, yeah. we, the, we we probably spent more time than you did filming the scenes. We you know? recommend it to all our listeners. Go check it out. Yeah. It's out there. Oh, you're YouTube. very kind. Uh, what is your website so people can find you? And well, it's my name, but it has the middle initial in it, so it's a little confusing. But it's Michelle L. Hutchison, and it's not Hutchinson. Sorry, oh, yeah. They, they miscredited me. Can you believe that? Oh my god! Oh, they spelled it wrong in the in the credits. Yes. Oh, that sucks. Oh, sorry about <laughs> and that. And I cannot tell you how many times this happens in my life. And yeah. um, at the rap party, I mentioned it to Frances McDormand, and she said, "Oh, Michelle, she's horrible." <laughs> at the time, I didn't care. I right? Exactly. I'm in a goddamn yeah. movie. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> well, well, good so, luck. Good luck to you, and thanks for taking the time out. And are you a Twins fan? Because I'm a White Sox fan. Are you a big Twins? Oh fan? yeah. All right. We well, hopefully you'll so be. We'll, we'll like you anyway. Yeah, we'll like you anyways. Yes. And uh, <laughs> thank you very much again for your time. And uh, we. Just really appreciate it. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, you guys. All right. Take thanks. it easy. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks meeting you. All right. All right bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I like talking to people that are in the movies that we love. Oh, absolutely. And, and even if they don't they don't play big roles necessarily, it's fun to just find out. Well, little, she... I well, mean, what's the show called, Dave? It's called Minutia Men. It's it, not called Big Star right. Celebrity Amen. Exactly. Or Female Amen. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, thank you very much to... Michelle Hutchinson for being on the show. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can uh, check out Eckhartspress.com. That's our website. Also, oh, we got so many books coming out. We are up to our oh, eyeballs. Isn't paper. there one about Cubs coming out? Uh, There's two coming oh, yeah. out. We've got Cub Sessions, the right. second edition, and then we've got your Every Cub Ever. Yeah. Well, that's that's two right there. I that's know. a lot of Cubs. That's uh, a lot of Cubs. Then we've got Bears coming up too. Yeah, we got Dennis McKinnon's book coming out. Yeah. So lots of lots of cool stuff because we are. Chicago's boutique publisher. We're cutting edge. Yeah. Well, not when it comes to podcasting. We're not edge. ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com is another place you can find us. Uh, We actually got two one-star reviews. Stop it. You're killing me here. How many five-star reviews? Oh, I got like 200 and whatever. But I focus on the two bad ones. (laughs) By the way, we're also in Algeria, now on the charts in Algeria. Are we? Fantastic. So you know what we should do? If you're from Algeria and you're listening, send us an email at... Uh, uh, podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your address. You know, the first person from Algeria that sends us an email, yeah. they'll get a prize back. Okay, that's, that's a good idea. They'll get that Cubs book that I'm sure is really going to resonate <laughs> with them. We're not giving that out to anybody, okay? Uh, the, 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 the genius of the show really is the executive producer, oh. uh, Tony Lasano. Right. Thanks to Tony for uh, uh, with Opi Productions. And also and Priscilla yeah, uh, for the uh, just... Radio Misfits podcast. We network. wouldn't be on the Algerian list on the chart. And Singapore. We, we had a little uh, appearance on Singapore, too. Fantastic. Yeah, right. And, and, I don't even know. want to talk about Costa Rica. We, we are owning Costa Rica right now. And Anguilla. I don't even know where Anguilla is. I don't either. It's like a Caribbean. I mean, I looked at it. But I don't, th- I don't think we need to tell Anguilla that we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. 
This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? <laughs> if you missed Losano or La, Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. Family travel with Colleen Kelly. So, Colleen. Yes. You used to be on my little TV show. Remember I those days? I was. I was. You were my big break. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Thank you. I know that's sad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when I walked in, I remember I was really nervous meeting Tony. He was sitting in this white chair, and he looked real important. I, have a, oh, that I had so a throne. Then I found out he wasn't. <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called.